Colleen Cowie, and you're listening to the Pass the Mic podcast, a podcast dedicated to amplifying female, trans, and non-binary voices in music. Earlier this week, I shared a conversation on Pass the Mic with Jaybird Parkhurst and Stephanie Vigorin of the Anchorage-based band Termination Dust. Now, to celebrate the release of Termination Dust's new album, Growing Down, you can listen to our full conversation here as we talk about how Jaybird and Steffi wrote songs from opposite ends of the country and lit a match to years of old memories to create a cathartic album that embraces change. Plus, we talk about their love of a classic emo band, their musical roots, and more. Keep listening to hear our full conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Yeah. If you two want to maybe just introduce yourselves so people listening in can tell whose voice is who, maybe say your name, your pronouns if you want, and what you play, and or a fun fact if you want to. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I'm Jaber Parker. I sing and play guitar and omnicord in the band Termination Dust. I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, where it's currently negative 15 degrees out. Oh, my gosh. I just adopted a bearded collie with my partner from Mississippi, who's three years old, and I get to do his hair every day. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm so jealous. He's, uh, he's yeah, very much hair maintenance. Mm-hmm. Nice. What's his name? His name is Gatsby, and so I think it might be time that I read The Great Gatsby because I never did. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel, you know, it's like wearing a band shirt of a band you've never listened to. I have a dog named after a book I've never read. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. My parents had a dog named Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, and I tried to read the first chapter of that book, and I was like, I don't think this is my thing, <laughs> but great dog. I loved him. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Darcy, live it up to the babe. I also have not read that. There's a time for everything. I plan to uh, someday. That's just one of my couldn't do that. We should do a book Pride club on We should do a book club on tour. Tour book yeah, club. Yeah, there's a pretty cool comic version on Twitter. Hmm. I go by yeah, female yeah. pronouns as well. She, her, for me. Mhm. Great. And I'm Stephanie, and I play guitar and sing in Termination Up. Um, I also have a puppy, but she's a Siberian Husky and not so much of a puppy because she's 11. Oh, I feel like all dogs are puppies. I still use that terminology. Forever a puppy, yeah. Um, right now I'm in Austin, Texas, but I've been kind of all over, based out of Minnesota, but yeah, um, left Alaska like last year, which is where me and Jaber met and started the band. And it is definitely not 15 below here, which is great. Mm-hmm. Rub it in. <laughs> I know. I'm jealous too. I'm in Minneapolis right now, and it is, I haven't checked, but I was just out running some errands, and it feels like it's like five degrees. So I'm jealous. That's where you live? Yeah. Yeah. There's soon too. Yeah, that's what I heard. Y'all are playing a show in a couple weeks. And I'll just be there yep. to hang if you are around. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me up. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I love making new friends. And I'm going to be bored. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going on tour this next one for about three and a half months. 
with some breakage. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, downtime to make friends and maybe have some fun. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. How, where are you going on this tour? Uh, I can consult the spreadsheet. It's mainly West Coast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, our first show is in Minneapolis, so we're going to be traveling that way. It looks like Mm -hmm. we're skipping and jumping around. We are going to be going from, like, Minneapolis to Iowa, uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Albuquerque, Santa Fe area, Arizona, San Diego, pretty much the whole West Coast. Then we do the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, and Washington. There's a little bit of Montana mixed in there and some North Dakota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Getting Fargo. Fresh. We'll be mm-hmm. time playing Fargo. Never nice. Never Fargo either. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a good run. It seems like you're hitting a lot of places and hopefully getting some warmer weather on the West Coast. So. I'm really excited to see something that's green, honestly. <laughs> yeah, where are you both from? I know you met in Anchorage, um, but where are you from originally, both of you? Um, I'm from northern Minnesota, International Falls, mm-hmm. Canadian border. And then I like moved to Anchorage in 2006, and I was there for quite a while. Jaybird's also from Alaska. Yeah, I'm from a small town called Willow, Alaska, but I've done my fair share of jet setting. I've actually lived in Minneapolis before as well. Portland, you know, a bunch of the hit cities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Amazing. Well, I love to hear that you both have Minnesota ties. I'm not from here originally, um, but I feel like I've found uh, an amazing home in the Twin Cities. So, Have you got a chance to listen to our record yet, Colleen? I have. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about it. And congratulations, it comes out in two weeks. So how are you feeling about that? So excited. (laughs) Uh, It's almost been a year since we've recorded it. So it's definitely like this excitement you can't really explain. You know, you have this secret that you want to share with everybody, but you have to wait for the proper measures, you know. Mm -hmm. We're getting vinyl for the first time. And so that's pretty exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And me. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Yeah, this, this album is, I don't know, a big step in our, for our band, I feel like, and we've grown a lot since our last album came out, and I'm just so stoked to have it out and share it, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love kind of moving off of that theme of growing, um, I love the title, which is also the title of one of the songs on the album, Growing Down. And I would love to hear a little bit more about what that phrase means for you two. I know it might relate to the context of the song specifically, but in general, um, I love that phrase and I would love to hear more about what that means to you two. Uh, Jaber, do you want me to take it? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love for you to do that. Okay. Um, for me, I mean, like, that was like, the largest aspect was just like this personal growth we've both been uh, experiencing over the last couple of years and, you know, thinking of ideas with as far as growth and growing up. And I just like the idea of growing down, kind of like flipping everything upside down. You think maybe like when times are hard, it's not, it ends up like 
pushing you further and it's way better than you would have ever expected. But at the time, it's like you're upside down and turn around and everything's scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of translates into the song. We had a different working title for the song. And by the end of what the song was, it was so different from the beginning. We just evolved it and, like, created something bigger and better than we could ever anticipated. This album is very much about growth and sort of falling into what you wanted to become, for me at least. Um, It's been a struggle, you know. Being somebody who wasn't necessarily like super musically talented in the beginning and having to learn everything. I still don't know how to read music. I do everything by ear. No music theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your introduction to playing music? What got you excited about making it? Honestly, improvisational songs. I really love to like have people come together, you know, even in like a clean situation. And so like total campfire folk song situations was how I came to even be in a band. And then people in my community, like Steffi uplifting me and pushing me further. I ended up playing electric guitar and like learning how to sing and play all these other instruments I never thought I would ever play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that kind of sing-along aspect is something that I really saw in this album, listening through it. I feel like there are so many one-liners that really stuck out stuck out to me and so many lyrics that, like, even just listening to it the first time that I was already kind of, like, singing along to as I was listening to it for the first time. Oh, that's awesome. It's really great to hear that it's catchy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also love the spoken like spoken word part at the end of growing down was some was that something that was scripted and kind of planned out or was it something that happened more spontaneously uh so that was that's uh me doing the spoken word part basically I had an idea for it but we were in a remote place at the time we were in a studio called the the way out in Washington Mm -hmm. and it's in the middle of the like country and like there's nothing really around um which was nice for like the privacy aspect so Steffi and I combed through a bunch of like emails kind of got into a mood and then I ended up having to record that part several times because each time like something new would come out it wouldn't fit in the tiny space that we had and so Some of it was based off of uh, an email that I wrote a friend about an abusive ex-partner. And some of it just came straight from the heart because we did re-record it probably over 10 times. And so the dialogue changed uh, each time that we did it. And I ended up having to lay on the ground on my back with my eyes closed with nobody in the room to finish it for the final part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that was the final version. Yeah. Wow. Definitely real. Mm-hmm. Totally. Does that process mirror kind of how you two write songs in general? Um, do you feel like it's more of a spontaneous process and just kind of pouring things out on the page? Or do you feel like you go back a lot and kind of look over things a bunch of times? For me, I definitely, I mean, there's there's always going to be that level of spontaneity with my songwriting, but um 
I definitely go over it quite a bit and, you know, work on it on my own time first. But sometimes, like, with this album, like, because we came together because we were both on the opposite sides of the country. And so we came together. And some of it was ended up being really spontaneous, like a lot of the um, kind of, like, overlapping vocals and stuff and our own our parts in the songs that the other person had written. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like the whole album was kind of spontaneous because we don't live near each other. We don't get to jam ever anymore. Yeah. And what I, I came, I came to the table with really different ideas on what the songs ended up being still sleeping. One of the slowest tracks on the album, we originally made a punk song. It was really fast and like, there's like a catchy little, it was, yeah, it's different now. And I love the way it turned out, but it's just so wild to think that you have different ideas. And Mike was really great as a producer to help, like, guide us on what we wanted. I love working with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much time did you spend together? Did you meet up at different points throughout this process, or did you just come together to record the album? Steffi and I? Yes. Um, I mean, I spent time with Matt and worked on stuff because we were, we were both in Minneapolis. Um, but yeah, we just came together like four or five days before we started recording and just, you know, worked on stuff then. Worked on stuff like over the internet, however much you can. Um, but yeah, all of it came together in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then we met back up to finish it up. Um, that's when we went to the Seattle studio. Mm-hmm. Nice. We had a bunch of friends come in too and inspire us like they heard something different and so we were pushed in a different direction which was really cool alaska has a really uh diverse and uh small and connected music scene and no matter where you are there's probably always an alaskan in the city that you didn't know that was there that you're in (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was pretty fun about the recording process we got to include people that we hadn't seen for years that were in either Seattle or Portland, even if they came to just, like, lift morale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that can be really nice, just having, like, other people's opinions. And like you said, kind of going in with one idea and coming out with something completely different, although I can imagine that's also hard to maybe, like, let go of your original, like, idea for a song. But I feel like that process sounds like it kind of mirrors a lot of the themes of this album growing down. It's all about, like you said, kind of growing and changing and letting go of past experiences. Um, So it feels like that process seems really appropriate for this album. It was amazing, really. I don't know about you, Steph, but my favorite song was different from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. Streetlights and Unbeliever both like really came through by the end of the album or by the end of the recording process. And yeah, it's just wild to see how much those songs grew specifically for me. I like, yeah, they're, they changed quite a bit. It's so cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Streetlights was one of my favorites that stuck out to me when I was listening to it. I feel like that repetition of this one line, I'm going to learn a new way. Just that phrase, I feel like is something so simple, but encapsulates like it's hard to do that. I feel like I've been in a big period of transition this past year, like getting new jobs and just going through like personal changes and like learning 
you know, how to live a different way can be empowering. It can be exciting, but it can also be really scary. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think especially for me, that song, um, I had just left Alaska and was like going through all these changes. And for being a song that Jaybird wrote, it was really like interesting for me to like think about the way, you know, her words and everything, what they meant to me and like learning a new way, exactly what, what you said helped me a little bit with my processing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty fun to do the two studio or the three studio. We got to go to three studios and so like each studio is a different layer and in the end I remember calling Steffi all excited because one of the smitten mittens was released and she had totally forgot about everything that she had added on the song. She was like, Oh no big deal kind of and then like, oh wait <laughs> Very romantic lyrics about my partner that are very cute. <laughs> That's fun. You kind of get little surprises when you, like, remember what happened from different sessions. Yeah, I think the last one that we had done anything on, too. So it was, like, mm-hmm. and it had we had gotten the tracks back. We had gotten a lot of the other ones back, and that one took a minute. So, yeah, that was really exciting to hear, like, forgetting that I had done an entire part. Nice. Yeah, one of the songs I wanted to ask you about specifically was It's Not a Place, It's a Feeling, um, which is one that's been out for a little bit. Um, I've watched the music video. I love it. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit maybe specifically about that song and where it came from? Um, Yeah. And so I wrote that one. And I don't know. I mean, like, Initially, I just, like, had been thinking a lot about, you know, when relationships end and how, like, you're always going to have those memories, but, like, you keep moving on. And even though, um, like, you don't have any more remnants, physical remains, like, you, you don't have the pictures that of your relationship anymore, you still, like, no matter what you do, you, like, still have those memories even if you want them to go away sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that was kind of my feeling when I wrote that song was just kind of like not being able to forget certain negative things. And also like in a positive way, remembering that I will always have the good memories too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. In the future, I won't have any any physical things that will be able to remind me of this, but I will still have, like, I walk past that coffee shop and I'll remember, you know, a time we had there. And that won't go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's so wild about doing the music video is I was in a place to where I was getting rid of all my stuff because I'm going on tour for a half a year. And I've had all these diaries and photos of, from years and years of different relationships and friendships and the video was totally spontaneous we were just hanging out it was the first night Steffi was in town she'd flown in like an hour and a half before I was like let's do this let's burn this stuff and all four of us that worked on the video five of us came together and just made it happen and it turned into being like a really like powerful and emotional video because it worked so well with the content of the song in my opinion wow that's amazing so those were your real photos those were you know your real memories not just something that was created for the video yes there was 
like a thousand thirty five millimeter prints and Polaroids and like I think there are about twelve diaries from the past ten years. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> God, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, the whole night ended up you know, because like we said, we hadn't even planned on making the video and they were like, Well let's do something, you know, we're together, we should like create something at least while we have this time together because we aren't together very often. And then, you know, next thing I know, we're making a music video and burning all of her <laughs> memories, which is, it just fits so much with the theme of the song. My favorite part of the video is the box that says places slash feelings that had all mm -hmm. of the stuff in it. I just thought that was so fun. And then it ended up working to like burn it in the end. Was that written on there before? Or did you write that on there for the video? We wrote that there for the video. <laughs> okay. I was going to say that would be an amazing coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that put together. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> How did you feel at the end after recording this video and burning all of, you know, like years of memories and photos and journals? How did you feel at the end of that process? It felt super cathartic. Um, like just, you know, shedding a layer uh you know, we all have friendships that end for whatever reason, you know, you grow apart and it's not that I'm not grateful for the times that I spent feeling these feelings or being with these partners or being with these friends. It's just that sometimes you have to move on or you will dwell in the past for too long, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I just went through a similar experience. My parents, I was home. I went back to DC where I'm from um, for the winter holidays and my parents are selling my childhood home. Um, mm -hmm. And so I had to go home and look through. I just had years and years and years of cards. Was that hard for you to get rid of it all? Yeah. I mean, I'm a very sentimental person. Like I had kept every birthday card that I'd ever gotten and like every journal. So, I mean, I kept like all my journals. There was some stuff that I didn't get get rid of but I feel like I was just going through that and just getting rid of so much stuff that I had held on to because I was afraid that if I got rid of the physical thing I would forget it and I would lose that memory um and I feel like this time going through it was the first time when I was like able to throw stuff out and comfortable doing that and recognizing like okay just because I'm throwing out this birthday card that someone got me doesn't mean that I'm gonna forget this friend that I had when I was in high school who I don't keep in touch with anymore I feel like that was the first time that I felt comfortable like letting go of that stuff and because there was just so much crap that I couldn't keep so no that's very fair <laughs> <laughs> I'm it right is, there with pretty, you <laughs> it's a pretty good feeling once you realize that though mm -hmm. that totally you don't necessarily need all these things to keep keep the memories I'm the same way as well and I had to get rid of basically everything yeah you did you, you just I got rid of things one. I didn't even realize I would mm -hmm. so I left some stuff in Alaska and ended up just having to be gone mm -hmm. convenient for her I took a bunch of it so you know she's oh, like to live around it <laughs> <laughs> nice so it's not all gone so me and Stephanie get to do something fun before this tour. I'm actually going to meet up with her in Austin, and we're going to go see one of our favorite bands' CD release show and then spend about a week together road tripping and visiting her family in northern Minnesota before we get to Minneapolis to practice for a tour. So I'm mm -hmm. 
looking forward to like we might actually get to sit down and write some songs together. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna Fun. eat some family recipes. My parents are making Norwegian potato dumplings. <laughs> that sounds amazing. We're very lucky to have our parents in our life as a band. They've been very supportive and even flew to Vegas recently to watch us open up for a modest mouth and have let us borrow vehicles, have just been so supportive. Used to come to our house shows that were in garages and Anchorage in the wintertime, you know, Mm -hmm. very cold. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I bet. I bet. That's amazing to have that support, though. It's so important, so... That's awesome. We actually yeah. named one of the songs after her dad. Oh, which song? After, after Dinner Pinner. He, he taught my friend Olivia how to roll mini joints that don't waste weed because <laughs> they're just little and skinny and apparently they're called pinners. That's hmm. what I roll. After <laughs> Dinner Pinners. After Dinner Pinners. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Steve Vigorin. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> it, was his birthday. it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Steve. He shares a birthday with my mother, so that is wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until today or yesterday. I mean, how do you know these things? You know, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did we... Um, answer all the questions you had about the album is there anything else you're curious about yeah there was one more thing that I noticed um I heard that you described kind of your goal in I can't remember now I'm taking this out of context so I can't remember if this was to describe Termination Dust in general or this album specifically but I know that you said you wanted to emulate Taking Back Sunday but like in a sweet way uh we're both big TVS fans mainly tell all your friends um when we first started the band, that was a big influence on something that we wanted to add to our own songwriting style. So it's like an all the time thing. Mm-hmm. Steffi's uh, got a very sweet voice, and I'd say that mine is a little bit more mm. on the rough, rough side. <laughs> so we do a lot of play with, you know, her being the the sweeter voice and me being the I'm so sweet more talky <laughs> raspy voice <laughs> mm-hmm. nice are you a tbs fan um i was a bit i feel like i've listened to the big hits um but i feel like i was more into like all-time low um and like yumi at six in high school so i didn't quite enter the tbs scene but now i feel like that's something i want to explore more as an adult you know do a deep dive I mean, they were kind of doing that lyrical style before any of the other, like, emo bands in the time were definitely something that I'm into. We we had to fight for it essentially our whole entire time as a band. The first time we went and saw our producer, he wanted to cut out any of the double vocal stuff because it was kind of complicated sounding, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And then even going into the studio this last time, we just really had to fight for both the vocal levels being the same. And even though it's kind of like knotted and convoluted, I guess, um, I feel like it works, especially in um, Eyes Open. Mm -hmm. But I think that, um, 
you know, us having that idea and people having different ideas, like, ultimately, I think um, Mike really loves, like, where we went with it, all those songs, you know, especially with Eyes Open. Mm-hmm. And Mike just had to do it and and see what we could do and what it would come out like and it ended up working out. Yeah, I think it turned out great. Um, before I forget, as a last question on my podcast, I like to ask my guests if they want to give a shout out to anyone. It can be someone who you know in your real life. It can be an inspirational figure, someone who you look up to and you think deserves a little shout out. Um, I'd love to shout out to Princess Nokia because it's amazing and I really look up to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. I'll uh I'll give a shout out to TBS for you know being some inspiration on where we've come today and shout out to Stephanie's parents Peg and Steve amazing great well thanks again I hope you two enjoy the rest of your days and thanks for chatting with me thank you have a great day I'm going to the country and I'm not coming back this will be the last time that you'll see me pass Termination Dust's album, Growing Down, is out today, January 24th. You can hear more from the band at terminationdust.bandcamp.com, including the song that you're listening to right now, Streetlights. Check out a written transcript of this conversation at pass-the-mic.com. You can find the Pass the Mic podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to leave us a rating and a review if you like what we're doing. You can also find new episodes and more information at pass-v-mic.com. And if you want to support us and the people who make this podcast possible, you can head to our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthemicmag. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. This will be the last time that you see me pack. Straight lights flying